1: I miss both you kids. It's crazy with you both out of town so much. It's like, oh my gosh. But I love the fact that you've both been here to the new house. Like at least for a little bit. And you're both coming back for Christmas, right?
2: Yeah, I want to come back for Thanksgiving, too. <gasps> yes.
1: Yay! That'll be amazing. Yeah, I
2: haven't seen my friends in it. so long. Like all my all my <laughs> high school friends. Your high school friends cuz when punch. you're here
1: they're out of town.
2: Yeah. You keep saying out of town.
1: Mm.
2: We moved. <laughs> well that's out of town is this is this denial
3: (laughs) exactly
2: you're in your own town so you're not out of town I guess (laughs) I I have two towns two towns right two residencies
1: exactly um well and that's the other thing is we we've got your room kind of set up here people think it's weird that we have rooms for our adult kids but no, no, you'll always have a room in our house. We're not that
2: adult. We're still quite young.
1: It's true. You're still very <laughs> immature. What
2: the, no, Don't. that's not true. We're, I think... You're still
1: no, I know. young I'm, adult. I'm just joking. I am
2: very mature for my age. Thank you. And apparently I look older now that I've dyed my hair. Also, can we talk it, about the fact... In many
1: ways, you're more mature than I am.
2: In, in, talk about what, Max? The fact that last season one, season one of the podcast... I my hair was dark for the photos that we did and then right when we literally episode one before episode (laughs) one I dyed my hair blonde for season two I was blonde for our new like promo (laughs) photos and before episode one I dyed my hair brown oh my god you're (laughs) right and none of that was intentional and that is in fact my bad (laughs) but people say I look older like a little bit older now that I'm back to brunette which is...
1: That's okay. Mm. It's still you.
2: Yeah. And I do like... I think I do like it better. I
1: do like our photos, though. I, I, the photos are cool.
2: Yeah. That's always a, an interesting experience to go into a photography session together. And it's always kind of like, ah, oh, what, what are we actually doing? You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. It's good, though. I mean, we normally photography sessions for me have been about doing flips and props or Headshots or weirdness, but it's fun with you because we get to play off each other and our energy. You randomly and kind of try like and throw me,
2: here. like every time we do. That is
1: that is my tendency. It's like a default move. I like to pick you up and throw you. I don't know. Why. I just think it makes for a good picture on some level.
3: You're Welcome like, to my world, Maggie. Yeah, you're, you're like <laughs> yes, we're out true. of poses. Ideas. Let me just
2: throw her.
1: <laughs> and those pictures. Um, don't generally come no. out the way I envision them. <laughs>
2: they never <laughs> they, come. They don't out well. look that great. No, they don't. <laughs> oh my
1: god! Except for the one on our website where I threw you up and caught you. Yes,
2: but I—that was great. I was aware I was being thrown. Then these are more like <laughs> surprise shows. <That's> <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Man. Tossing your kids around. It's like a flashback to when you were really little and really light. Mm. And I could get some serious air time with you. But you used to
3: do that to me too. He'd just like come up to me and start like moving my arms and legs. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I just want to try something. <laughs>
2: Stop it. Doesn't, doesn't have time to explain. Just <laughs> Exactly.
1: Exactly. Hey, speaking of serious airtime, um, maybe we should start season two. What do you think?
2: Yeah. yeah. All
1: right. You going to say it or am I going to say it?
2: I don't know what we're saying, so probably you.
1: Roll that that intro intro music. music.
2: Mags and dads, post some chaos. Mags and dads, post some chaos. Oh, that's just embarrassing that I forgot. (laughs) Man, I totally forgot how to do a podcast. I forgot about the intro Uh, music. Should we have like redone the intro music for season two?
1: That would have been good, Mm. or at least updated it somehow, maybe for episode two, season two.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll get on that.
1: We've been busy. We've been busy. But you know what? If you're listening to this podcast right now, I just want you to know we have missed you so much. We've been thinking about you all summer or for the last two months of our hiatus, and um, you've been on our minds and in our lives and in other ways, and we keep thinking about things, and we're like, oh, we got to remember to share this for the podcast. But that's happened like literally 200 times (laughs) since our last podcast. And all those things are now irrelevant.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly.
1: And so we have no idea um, what we were thinking of then. But we're here with you now. And that's what matters. Yeah.
3: And And that's Dan Thurman and Maggie Thurman. Of Mags and Dad's Wholesome Chaos. Oh, yeah. And
1: that's Shay Thurman, Maggie's mom, my wife, Shay, and also Eddie's mom. Eddie is not on this particular podcast, but he will be with us soon in future episodes, so be sure to stick around. And we're so glad that you're a part of our family. How you doing, Mags?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I was going to say, like... We kind of I don't know if this is like too much information to give, but honestly, I don't think so. I think honesty is important where it was one of those things where when we agreed to go on hiatus, we didn't know how we were going to feel about the podcast. We didn't know if it was going to be a, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to get back to it or like, oh, I'm so glad we're not. You know what I mean? Because it is work. It is effort. And I'm pleasantly glad to say we did all miss it.
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
2: <laughs> and and it was it was so necessary like the hi- the hiatus the break oh my gosh it was so so necessary and i think it was so good for us and for the podcast and we really just got to kind of revisit what we want to talk about what we want this to be what we want season 2 to be oh my gosh an entire new year that's wild
1: we got to live some life and and accomplish some pretty big things like honestly what we did between then and now, I can't imagine trying to do the podcast while we moved and I finished a book and just other things, travels, etc. cetera. It, it would have not been even possible. Um, but, yeah, it's been great for our family. And the, the other thing, this was Eddie's idea that we did to kind of keep the momentum going and just to make sure that, you know, we're, we're all still tuned in, into each other is we did family <laughs> Zoom calls every week.
2: I phone. loved family Zoom calls. Are we not doing those now that podcast is back or are we going to continue?
1: No, let's continue. Okay. Definitely.
2: Yeah, we just
3: need to plan it a little better cuz I I noticed that a lot of times we'll be like, "Oh, it's 8 p.m. Eastern time. Family Zoom anybody?" Like we didn't plan ahead and you're like out and shopping and Eddie's like, "Well, I'm on a walk, but" <laughs> So, yeah. but no. But now, they're great. So the,
1: you guys are remar- remarkably flexible. I think everybody in our family is pretty spontaneous. Thank
3: you. Technology. <laughs> yes,
1: indeed. So um, so anyway, it's been good for our mental health. It's been good for our physical health. And in fact, speaking of mental health, um, we hope your summer's been, been a really great respite and that you're ready to go for the rest of this year. But you know what? We have a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp, for this episode to really help you make sure that, that your mental health is exactly where it needs to be.
2: I think it can be so easy to get stuck in one mindset especially when going through so many different changes and for me what I have realized is when I go through big changes or big problems and I don't voice any of it it's like 85 million times worse than actually when you can speak to someone objectively get someone's objective opinion who's actually qualified to speak into these things and use that and apply it to your life it's just absolutely game changer.
1: Right. When you're focusing on the problems, the problems just get bigger and bigger and bigger, and it can be tough to actually train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when you're faced with a challenge in life. When you learn how to find your own solutions, honestly, there's no better feeling. And a therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. When you speak with a therapist, you're talking to someone who's gone through a lot of training in terms of how to truly help someone, how to ask the right questions, elicit the right responses, and look for the patterns in your thinking to help you to find better solutions and to really hear yourself in a different light it can be very therapeutic just to speak. But when you're speaking with a licensed therapist, then you have this this added benefit of someone who really understands the human psyche and it can help you. BetterHelp is an amazing resource because it matches you to someone who works right with you and is the best fit. And you can change that. If you don't like it, you can find a different therapist, but they do a really great job of finding exactly the right therapist for you, which is why we refer a lot of people to BetterHelp.
2: If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists at any
1: time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash wholesome today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash wholesome.
2: I want to talk about dyeing my hair.
1: Tell me about it.
2: Dyeing my hair was a really, really interesting experience. And for those of you who haven't seen, because obviously you can't see me right now, I've been blonde-ish and progressively getting more blonde, I'd say, for the past few years. Um, Just, I kind of started my senior year of high school, I think. I cut my hair short and got highlights and then just kind of kept going with it. And I... I'm not a very, I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm not a very patient person, but I don't like to go to a salon and sit in a chair for four hours Same. and pay $400 for somebody to continue to bleach my hair, which what? isn't even like,
1: that's what it costs. Yeah.
2: It's Maggie. No. It, okay. It cost me that once when I went to WeHo. It was, it was a really bad idea. Okay. It was a referral from someone. I never went back. Oh my gosh. I, it was, it was such a bad experience. Um,
1: ask about the price first.
2: I know that's what I'm saying, but I well, obviously it's not what I'm saying, nor what I said, but, <laughs> but I decided that I wanted to go back to, I'm naturally a brunette and I was so nervous about it because I think that I personally look better now than I did a few years ago. I'm just a little more grown up. I'm more confident in myself. I'm more comfortable. With myself, I guess. And so in my brain, I associated being blonde with me looking better than me brunette since brunette was a few years ago. Does that make sense? Sure. And so I was really, really nervous about this. And in no part of my mind did I think I was going to look better brunette. I was kind of just like, oh, this is something I have to do. Um, I'm... I figured now was a good time and so I just decided to go for it and the reason I hadn't done it earlier is because I've you guys have heard me talking about wanting to go back to brunette so many times over the past few years and I've legitimately gone to salons before to go back brunette and that the salon ladies talk me out of it and they always say the exact same thing they because they'll go like oh are you here for a touch-up on your highlights and I go no I I actually want to go dark and They always go, no, 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 stay blonde, stay blonde, go blonder. And they always say they have the same line. I don't know how, maybe it was a convention or something, but they go, (laughs) you're a pretty girl. You could pull off anything, but like stay blonde. And I'm a pushover (laughs) sometimes. And so I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you want. Today's about you. When it's not. It's not. (laughs) And here's $400. I know. Um, And so I stopped going to these salons where every hairstylist was blonde. (laughs) Like where every hairstylist looked the same. I was like, maybe that's the issue. Maybe I just need to go somewhere where they don't think that like blonde's the only way. And so I did. My whole hair took like... 2 hours and was $85, which was incredible. I love this woman. I've been to her once before for a haircut. Um and yeah, she didn't try and talk me out of it, which I'm so grateful for cuz I wasn't going to cave. I had people keeping me accountable beforehand. <laughs> I told them I was like I'm going I'm doing it today. If I walk out there blonde, it was going to be really bad. That's but
3: you got a yeah. hair sponsor. You got to they got to keep you yeah. keep you on track.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I finally did it and I'm so happy. Like I'm, I'm so happy I did it.
1: So a couple questions. First, um, do you think maybe part of the reason is they know if they can keep you blonde, then that keeps them in business longer because they have to keep keep coming back to get your roots dyed. My thought is like, if you're dying back closer to your natural color, then maybe they won't see you as much. And maybe the lifetime value of a customer is lower. That's the first question. Is there like an economic incentive to keep you blonde? Mm Mm-hmm thoughts
2: uh possibly i think depending on the person i think if you're a good person you should want what they want
1: (laughs) secondly yeah that makes sense secondly um why do you think you look better like and why why was there this what are the other thoughts and attachments that you have around being brunette that relate to your sense of self the sense of appearance of yourself um because honestly, like, yeah, I just see it as adornment, as like one other choice, but um, I don't see it necessarily as significantly changing the way you look. I mean, obviously, it does. It does,
2: for sure. But, I,
1: I, but but when I look at you, I just see Maggie.
2: Yeah, but you've also known me, brunette. When you actually think about it, the internet's never really known me, brunette, because we didn't really start to put ourselves online until I was blonde. Um but I've also, so many people have made comments in my personal life of just, oh, blonde suits you so well, which is a nice thing to say. Um,
3: you do look great, blonde.
2: Thank you. And,
3: and brunette. So and I just, they were right. You can, you can go either way very easily.
2: Yeah. And I think it's fun to change it up. Yes. But I think I just, I was so used to people saying that, um, that I thought going brunette I don't know. I just thought I I wouldn't look as good, but actually, I think I like myself better, brunette. <laughs>
1: this yeah. is a good time for me to tell you, I'm going blonde. So I think it's <laughs> going to be, be really awesome. really good change for me and great for my speaking business and my yeah. new you know got a new book, new hairdo, no, mullet, new mullet baby with it's the perm. Be
2: awesome. It'll be great with the, with the new perm.
1: <laughs> yes, growing it out so I can get it nice and tight, frizzy perm. Like like a it'll be a great look for me. I'm thinking. So um, so Maggie, I wanted to give you a little update on what's going on in my life and to give the internet as well as all of our listeners out there. So big things. We moved. We moved from one house to another house. We're in the process of selling a house. And moving is tough, man. There's like, it's a very complicated process. We haven't moved out of this house in 22 years. We talked about how it's your childhood home and there's that, all those emotional attachments to the house. And that's been really interesting. It's still in our life. We haven't sold it yet, but we're getting it kind of ready to sell it. Um, meanwhile, we're loving our new digs, our new house, our new neighborhood, which perhaps you'll see more in future TikToks. So stay tuned, but it's got some of the, um, some of the things we've always really wanted. I'm closer to a golf course. Mom has a movie room in her, in the basement. So she's got We got a place to like look at movies. Um, (laughs) speaking of movies, one of the things you predicted was like, by the time we got back from hiatus, you're like. Hey, I'm going to have my movie out. I'm going to have a new movie that's out there. Yeah,
2: but to be fair, it wasn't just like a, oh, I have a hunch it'll be out by then. We were given previous information that it would have been out um, then. But no, it's new release date. We can't tell you the release date. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Because if we do, they'll
2: change it. Yeah, then then it's going to be a, a cut of the movie without me in it.
1: It still says, I think online, it still says the August release date in the...
2: Yeah, I think they just have to put something online. Yeah, people, people have found
3: it and like, hey, I saw Maggie's going to be in this movie. It's already out. <laughs> we no, can't wait to see it.
1: <laughs> not quite, not quite. Well,
3: you're going to have to wait.
1: <laughs> things take time. Speaking of things that take time, the other thing I've been up doing is um, my book. So... Uh, I know I mentioned this a couple times on the podcast, but I'm writing a new book, and that's a longer process than you might think, because just like everything else um, that's artistic or creative, like building a movie, building a book, building a house, whatever, it's like there's a lot of steps and a lot of processes, uh, but I did write the first draft. My first draft is turned in. I got it back from a from my editor, so I'm working with an editor with the publisher who basically looks at all the content and suggests some ways to reorganize things or or expresses confusion where things don't make such, you know, certain sense or suggests, you know, some changes or different ways of saying things, which I have to confess for me is a very emotionally disturbing process. Like I keep thinking about um, – you know, it's, it's like your kids. It's like people insulting or criticizing your children because my words are like my children. And it's like, don't mess with my words. I, I have certain ways I want to say things. And, uh, no, it does. No, it's very helpful. It's a good cathartic process. And when I'm very subjective about it, I can say, you know what, there are some better ways to say some things, but uh, I also can go to bat and say, I'm putting that back in there. Thank you very much. because read it again it's really really good (laughs) so uh so we go through two rounds of this with the entire manuscript um and i'm getting excited about it it's like i'm really um seeing it all take form we've got a cover designed we have that release date is actually not until june of next year so you're gonna hear me talk about this for a while before you can order it but you can pre-order it not yet but in you know, a few months before it's actually <laughs> So I'll just hold your pre- horses. Everyone.
3: What are you a filmmaker? <laughs> Stay on the edge of your seat.
1: <laughs> but but look, if you if you've ever been interested in the process of how to write a book, like maybe you thought maybe I should write a book.
2: Don't do it.
1: Or maybe no. I should read a book.
2: <laughs> read it.
1: Have you ever thought about writing a book, Maggie?
2: Um yes, because of certain conversations and meetings and opportunities you and I have had about potential books.
1: Oh right, exactly. Um But what, what you I'd said say- was that, I want to live more life first.
2: Yeah. For, well, that's a very different kind of book than like, I actually really enjoy creative writing um, Mm -hmm. and poetry and, you know, just uh, fiction. And yeah, like I always really enjoyed creative writing. And so the idea of, I don't know, writing something that's from my own voice and perspective, you know, that's not a story or parameters that. I'm necessarily used to. It's kind of a daunting thing um, and something I'm not necessarily sure. It's definitely not something in my mind of, oh, I want to do this right now. You know, if that changes in the future, if, if something happens where I think, oh my goodness, I need to write about this, then sure, absolutely. I think that's the crazy thing about writing is anyone can do it anyone can't necessarily do it well but i really truly anyone can write a book if they want to you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah Tim that's not to diminish the, book the coloring yours book. at all
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah i i thought about writing fiction at one point and i have some ideas in mind that i drafted for potential works of fiction but yeah non-fiction is um for me it just makes more sense for my market uh but it is a tricky and long process and it's very it's very different than making other content. Yeah. It seems like making art, you know, writing articles or or producing videos, it's like I do this weekly coaching video whatever, it's like those seem easy because your words seem a lot less permanent. Even though they are out there and you know, recorded for all of eternity maybe, but it's like a book is just it seems um very like you're trying to say something poignant and profound. And the fact that it's in a book means that you've really given it a lot of attention. So anyway, so I'm giving it a lot of attention, and I'm hoping that it will help a lot of people um, just with the chaos of their own life and their own world. Yeah. So, hey, Mags, I got a question for you, and this could help you to kind of segue into your update for us other than (laughs) your hair stuff, which we've already talked about. Um, You ready? So this comes from... um, Teresa. Teresa's a great friend of the podcast. She said she's been listening since day one, currently listening to the season one finale. This is a while ago. Thanks for reading my response about kindergarten friend that I'd lost contact with. They did reconnect and talked about their issues that separated them, and they've moved on from the last. And so that's been really good. And she said, I wish I'd asked this question sooner, knowing that you were going on a break. Whatever happened to Maggie only being in L.A. for a couple of months? (laughs) I'd love to hear the process of Maggie deciding to move there officially or how it's going for her now. Love the podcast and all of your content on TikTok. And I feel like I'm not going to get enough of the family while you're on hiatus. So we're back, <laughs> Teresa. Thank you so much. And her question is basically, how's LA been? And like thinking back on that process of when did you decide it was going to be more than a couple of months?
2: I don't think there was ever really a sure decision which I think helped, you know, the plan was originally two months out in LA, um, and then come back. And then I, I truly, uh, I love this place. Like I love the people here. I think there's no other place like it in the world. Um, just the creativity here and the, I don't know, like it's, it's truly a special place. And I love Georgia so much too. And like, Obviously, I love my family and I miss it like crazy. But I think it was kind of a decision to try and have both. Um, And I think that's still what I'm trying to do. But L.A. in general has been so great. I just moved again in L.A. right before we went on hiatus. It was kind of right when I was moving. My room's a lot more put together now. Still not super put together. I'm still working on it. I built a dresser. I built a dresser and my bed with the help of people. Um, and it's actually really funny because like half of the drawers on my bed don't work, but that's what you get for, <laughs> for choosing to do something yourself. Um, I think
3: there's a difference between building a dresser and putting together a dresser. Okay. I assembled.
2: <laughs> Fair. I assembled Fair some point. things. Um, but no, it's, it's been really good as of late. Um, just kind of working, working on social stuff, working on acting stuff, working on the relationships in my life. Um, one of my friends said something really cool yesterday where there's, there's a lot in this industry, there's a lot of very, very busy and very, very nothing. And so in those times of very, very nothing, she, she said something where she was like, she asked herself, what are you doing? And the answer was whatever she wanted. And so her follow-up was, okay, then why aren't you the happiest you could be? If you are if you have your days to do literally whatever you want, why are you not the happiest you could be? She was like, wait a second. That's a really good point.
3: <laughs> and so
2: that's kind of been in my mind recently. And so it's just, yes, I'm still working. Yes, I still have to put time into things, obviously, which is good for me because I thrive on structure. But just taking time for the relationships in my life. Like I went and grabbed lunch with friends I hadn't seen in a while yesterday. And that was so good. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm enjoying life. (laughs) I I don't know. That's, people love to ask you in LA, like, what are you working on right now? And I've been so upfront where I'm like, honestly, we're kind of just (laughs) chilling. Like, we're we're working, but things are slow and things are good. Like, I don't know. I'm just enjoying life. That did not sound cohesive or good at all, but I don't know. Yes, it did. Yeah, exactly. The goal, the goal i was just gonna say like the goal here when people ask those questions the goal is always to impress you know to always sound busy to always sound like you're in the new hot thing coming up and it's great and sometimes a lot of times that's just not true (laughs) so i'm just (laughs) like i'm not gonna lie about it so i literally just say i'm like you know i'm just keep on keep on keeping on that's me
1: That's so great that you don't feel tempted to be drawn into that game. And I bet you've got a better, like, filter or sense of um, judging, not judging others, but detecting when people are coming at you with a sense of truth or a sense of, I don't know, you know, they're trying to impress you or manipulate you in some way. I mean, that's always been the fear. Um, to balance out the equation of like, we're excited for your opportunity is like the other side is like LA is a scary place. And there's people out there trying to corrupt people and trying to take advantage of people. And you know, both things can be true at the same time. How would you say your skills have evolved at discerning what's right for you and what's not right for you? Is that more of a head decision? Like you really are analytical about things or more of a gut feeling? Like how do you process your world?
2: Um, in regards to people or situations or both,
1: just wherever it takes you.
2: Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I feel like I surround myself with really good people and really good people for the most part only introduce you to other really good people. So it's one of those things where honestly, I haven't had to, I haven't had many of those gut feelings. I have had a few of them where you meet someone and you just know you're like this, this person does not have good intentions. And I would say it's a combination. I I think the gut feelings are more scary than the head feelings. Cause the head feelings, you're kind of just, you're picking up on things. You're realizing this person's just looking for something like to climb a ladder or, you know, whatever they're looking for. Um, And you can just kind of evaluate that and say like, okay, got it. Good information for the future. But those gut feelings when you like actually meet someone you're like, this is a bad person. Like this, this is like truly a bad person. Those are scary. So I, I'd say it's a combination.
3: Yeah. Always of- listen to your gut. But um, but I also am a believer in giving people a second chance because sometimes when, you know, the, that, that saying of you never get a second chance to make a first impression, I like to give people a second chance because we all have a bad day. And sometimes you don't know what that person went through before they walked in the room, and if they are not mm-hmm. putting out their best self, I'm going to give them another chance. And I have found through the years that by doing that, my first impressions on people turn out to not be what I thought. And, and so reserving judgment until somebody really does something snarky. Yeah. But on the other hand, if you feel a, a sense of, yeah, this is not a good person, you need to just disengage yeah, I will say that is one distance, of your strengths. Yeah. Keep your distance. One of
1: your strengths is to give people the benefit, benefit of the doubt, but also a second chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've no, I've witnessed that over and over again in our marriage. You know, we're we're going to be married, Maggie, twenty nine years when this podcast comes <laughs> wow. out. Wow! So so this podcast <gasps> wow. comes out on the fifth, and on the fourth is our twenty nine year anniversary.
2: Oh my gosh,
3: congratulations, guys. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much. Can
3: you believe our parents let us get married at the age of 12? It's Uh, just... (laughs) (laughs) Jokes.
1: Untrue. Untrue. That is, yeah, fact-checking. Yeah. Fake news.
2: The last thing that I'll say on this is I think that's really interesting that you do say that, Mom, because I had a conversation maybe last week about this where... I was at a party and we were hanging out with this person who we just kind of always see at parties and we were walking to go grab dinner after. And I just said, I was like, you know, I, I really like that person. Like, I think they're great. And I, I told them, I was like, I had had reserves about this person for quite literally probably eight months or so because when I first met them, somebody else told me something about them just of like a, Hey, You should know this about this person. Don't get like, don't get too close. Be wary of this. And so I was like, oh, okay, got it, got it. And then like, I actually got to know him and I was like, no, you're actually a cool person. And it's just one of those things where something I've really had to learn, especially here is everybody has something to say about everyone. And most of the time the people talking don't know them at all. And so it's one of those things.
1: That's, that's. I know, I know, I know it's all positioning, right? And so some people are trying to position themselves relative to someone else and will talk someone up or talk someone down, um, talk someone down usually in terms of like trying to lift themselves by by reputation, or maybe they just don't understand them. But like you uh, and mom, I found that when you get to know someone better, you uh, can generally find something about them to enjoy or at least appreciate. and And sometimes that's like, Man, I feel for you. Like I feel for what you're going through and good luck on your journey and, you know, I I I that's got to be either painful or difficult or whatever it is you're however you're processing your life right now, like I wish you the, I wish you best uh, and I know it's not going to work out great the way it's going right now, but you can change it, turn it around and then just be be an example, be a, be a, a net help in some way as opposed to a critic.
3: Yeah. And just because though some, somebody didn't have a good relationship with one person doesn't mean somebody else won't because somebody, you know, you can be a a great parent, but a crappy spouse or, you know, a a great spouse, but a lousy friend, you know, I mean, you just, like some people are just not good at all kinds of relationships, but that doesn't mean that, you know, your relationship with somebody won't be different. For sure.
1: So mom just got back from Boston. She, Boston,
3: she well, was packing the, the car.
1: She did a road trip. <laughs> flew out to Boston to move out of Eddie's apartment, and the stuff that was still in his apartment, and drive it back to Georgia with Tony, with her friend Tony, who was her roommate at the time that we met. Yep. In fact, mom tried to set me up with her roommate Tony <laughs> when we met. How'd that go? Know uh not great no tony's like uh
3: <laughs> i i think he's into you i'm like oh really <laughs> you knew i
1: was into you though it was just
3: but yeah. yeah but but we had a great time this is our third road trip together in uh moving stuff across the country twice from texas uh they drove 17
1: hours in one on day sunday Maggie. 17 yeah. hours straight through I got in at driving. like two in the morning Tony's a
3: navigator and then on Saturday, we flew in, you know, got up early, flew into Boston. And then by the time we got the car, which took over an hour in the rental car line, uh, got to Boston. Oh, guess what? There was a game at Fenway Park, and Eddie's uh, building, an apartment building, is backs up to Fenway. So there was no parking. So it literally took hours before we could even get in the apartment to start packing up. So instead of being hit in the road by about 6, maybe even 7, it was... 830. So we Wait, so you um,
2: didn't even spend a night there?
3: No, because we knew that if (gasps) we they spent the
1: night um, in Connecticut, Connecticut Stanford, Connecticut. So they did spend one night. They didn't drive straight through and the same day they flew out. No.
3: Yeah. We we knew we had to yeah, we couldn't do that, but we wanted to at least get three or four, maybe even five hours under our belt the first night because that would make the driving the rest of the way so much easier. And actually, I did not get tired on that 17 hour drive until the last 50 minutes. An hour and a half before the end, I started getting tired. But the last fifty minutes, I was struggling, and there was a lot of construction, and had those cones, and it was just like cacoon, 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 I was like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta think of something. I listened to a, a crime junkie podcast, which I can't yeah. stand listening to murders podcasts. But on the other hand, it's so riveting; it kept me awake. I'm like, okay, yeah. I gotta do it. And um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I can not listen to two a in Kent a row. Yeah. yeah, we listened to one. We listened to them when we drove across country to LA.
2: I used it's to listen awake. to them like practically every single day. Yeah. I don't know how I you don't... did that. I don't either. Cause now I do get quite scared by them. I think yeah, I'm disturbing. now, I, I wasn't really humanizing the situations really before. It was more like stories. Yeah. And now they're not really stories anymore to me. It's like, oh my gosh, these are they're real things. They're scary.
3: Yeah, and I only like listening to the ones where they get the the bad guys. Oh my gosh, the unsolved ones. at least ones. you get
2: satisfaction
3: of knowing this person is going to face justice.
2: Yeah, and sometimes you don't realize you've clicked on an unsolved one, and you get yes. to the end, and you're like, "All right, who did it?" And they're like, "And no one knows." He yeah, be out there today. Today, you're like, what? Oh, no. I know.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's so frustrating.
1: So we've been enjoying our lives and just kind of keeping up with the busyness. I just got back from um, Wisconsin for my mastermind group weekend on my good friend Dan's uh, lake house. It was so great. We, we got to jet ski and play and do water things while we were doing... Like also uh doing, you know, masterminding and retreating and brainstorming and business, like the perfect mix of what you're talking about, Maggie. It's like just enjoying life and doing yeah. what you love and thinking about what you want to be and do. But there was a really hilarious moment where Mike, Mike Rayburn and I were on jet skis together and we we're cruising the lake and decided like I wanted to dock the boats and walk around in this little town area where there's this little shop section, really super cute, Pilwaukee Lake. And um, you know, wanted to go in and I was, I've ridden jet skis before when we were in Lake Powell. And so I was accustomed to, you know, parking and things like that. But as we're going in, being super careful, going really slow, there's this police boat and I wanted to, you know, make sure everything was cool with these guys. And so I said, Hey guys, um, is there a special area where we should dock before we go in? Because we're just going to go ashore for a little bit. And he said, Oh yeah, it's as long as you pull to the right, kind of away from the swimmers, you're good to go. And I was like, okay. And now this is at a distance. This is like we're 500 feet away or something. Couldn't
3: be that far. 300, maybe?
1: Maybe 300. Okay. And so he goes, are you on TikTok? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I was like, I was like, yeah, sometimes. And he said, you're Maggie's dad. Right. And so, (laughs) and I was like, yeah, that's me. And Mike, of course, you know, it was more cool for me. Like the way Mike reacted to it. Cause he's like, oh my gosh, I'm the middle of a lake in Wisconsin (laughs) My my buddy, who I've known forever, like gets recognized. How weird is this? So we went on the beach and we we started walking along, trying to look for a coffee shop. And we're across the street, and uh, like again from a good distance, this marine guy, this like really buff marine guy, is over there with his friends. And I just hear Maggie's dad, and I turn around, and he's like, "I knew it! I knew it!" (laughs) And and again, now it was like now Mike's just he couldn't stop retelling that story to the rest of the guys afterward. It was That's really so funny. And
3: yet Mike so has fun. played Carnegie hall like nine times, right? So yes. he's way more famous, like, Oh you my know, gosh. In terms of. Yes. One of the most
1: accomplished musical performers that I know, um, he's just amazing. And that was the, that was the other bonus is that because of Mike, you know, and Dan is, Dan's also a guitarist. We had music going constantly and I'm juggling and Tim's cracking jokes. And it's like, the best of times and like i'm driving literally.
3: listening to murder podcasts yeah. <laughs> while they're
1: there <laughs> i felt maybe just a little bit guilty about that whole equation
3: that's okay. but i also know
1: that your mom thrives on on doing things like that yeah so all good
3: I, I like to go on work adventures
2: <laughs> man that's so funny though <laughs>
1: So look, we're doing this now. This is the podcast and we're going to keep it going. We got you, this first episode, we got you like caught up a little bit on where we've been and what we've been doing. Um, but we want you to go ahead and subscribe. If you haven't already click that subscribe button and we're going to do more questions in the next episode. So if you go to wholesome com, you can ask a question of us there. We read all the questions and we will use some of them on the air. Or if you want to just suggest a topic, like you want to hear what Maggie and I and her mom and Eddie might have to say about a particular issue. Maybe we can help you think through something that's going on in your own life or in your own family. So please do that. Look at that. Also, Maggie, we have another new exciting change for the podcast that's coming up in future episodes and uh, season two. What are we going to be doing?
2: We're going to be doing guests.
1: Yes. Oh, that's so funny. I was like, what are we going to be doing? I didn't know what you guys were talking yeah. about.
2: I was excited. Yeah, so if you, guys, if you guys have any guests that you have in mind, we definitely have our list, but... We are open to your suggestions who you guys want to hear us talk with. Um, Go ahead and send us those on our website as well.
1: But we really look forward to introducing you to some of the most amazing people in our lives and hearing more of their stories. So it's not just us yapping all the time, but you get to hear from other people and other perspectives who kind of also have that wholesome chaos kind of mindset about life. So so yeah, that's going to be a really fun season. And the season we decided... Because seasons come in all lengths and shapes, right? Like you got sports seasons, you got <laughs> shapes? you got ep- episodes. What shapes do they come in <laughs> shapes? Some are some are round, some are square. Ox, some are stars, some yeah, are rhombuses. Mm. Rhombi. What's the plural of rhombus? Rhombuses. Rhombi. I think <laughs> um, no, but you know, like like a season could be six episodes of a show. Like, or 13 episodes of a show. We decided our season will be six months.
2: Well, until next time.
1: Until next time.
2: I love you guys.
1: I love you, love Maggie. You we love you, everybody. Talk to you soon.
2: Bye. Max and Dads, wholesome chaos. Max and Dads, wholesome chaos. I don't know if you're aware of this. Um, but Mariah's birthday just happened.
1: Really? Did you go?
2: I did. And something I realized literally when she sent me the like invitation and details and everything, I, my first thought was no way, no way it's her birthday again because her birthday was last year and it, I went to it cause I was in LA and now I've realized I've been in LA for two of her birthdays. Oh. Cool. Um, but it was really interesting, like how nervous I was to go to her birthday last year, and how just excited I was this year. And I have two videos: one of me on the zipline jumping in the pool last year, and one doing the exact same thing this year. And I was like, "Oh, nice. that's sweet. She's precious." So, are
1: we going to see those videos? Um, yeah, I can send them to you
2: guys. Okay, yeah. cool. Oh.
1: No, is the internet going to see those?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I reposted them. You you don't you don't check my Instagram, and that's totally fine. Um. <laughs> 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 but yes.
1: Oh, that's very sweet. We'll give them my best.
2: I will next
3: year when you're at the party. Next year, no.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>